At Two Brain, we have over 20 mentors from around the world, from Canada to New Zealand. We interview every single one of those mentors of the Two Brain team to show you how they got started in their business and how the path has led them to mentoring. These paths that they have all taken are different, but allow you to better understand each and every one of them. Connect with a mentor that best fits you. On this edition of the Mentor Series, we talk to Josh Price. We go over what he did in his beginning to start to realize that a mentor was needed. We get into how he was buying a building and how tenants didn't like all the noise he was making and lost 50000 in the process. And then also figuring out whether your values align with what you're seeking. Enjoy the episode. All right, I'm here with mentor Josh Price. And as you guys already know, this is the mentor series. So welcome, Josh. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. So let's, um, let's kind of start back from the beginning. Let's start from um, maybe even before the gym or wherever you feel like you want to you wanna kind of start off the story of what kind of led you into opening your business and then uh, from there. Yeah, so I think, I think this probably really starts all the way back into high school. Um, you know, I was a very athletic kid and everything, played, you know, football, basketball, you know, uh, baseball, tennis, golf, you know, if it was a sport, you know, I, uh, I played it. And I think that, that part of that and everything was like, I just love being active. I love being, um, you know, out and about. So when I went into college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I kind of floundered around, um, you know, thinking about, a white picket fence and a house and a wife and all of those things, you know, not realizing that, uh, here I am being old before my years or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that kind of all, uh, uh, came apart, you know, I, I think as most people who don't kind of know where they want to be and everything, uh, that happens to them. And so that led me to joining the army and I chose the infantry um, and it was actually a pretty easy decision for me to join, uh, the infantry because the recruiter just looked at me and was like, you can be active again. You know, you can just, uh, you know, work out two, three times a day, ruck marches, shooting guns, you know, all of that kind of stuff that was, uh, uh, so interesting and so exciting for me to, to almost like get to continue, you know, uh, that active lifestyle, you know, and, and not only that, but get paid for it, get paid to be, you know, fit in shape, you know, all of those things. So, um, I went into, uh, into active duty and everything. And, um, it took me a while to really learn, you know, the discipline and everything that that's needed, which is really tough when you're in the infantry and, um, you know, <laughs> that's what they expect out of you is, you know, to, to, you know, cross your T's, dot your I's, stand in line, you know, and I was more of an independent thinker and everything. Um, but it was great because I got to do, you know, all the, all these things that I love doing. Um, and it wasn't really until, um, I became a sergeant 
that I really like understood discipline. Like I really understood what they're asking from me. And, and all of a sudden you realize that you, you know, that you have the lives of your guys, you know, in your hand and you do need them to listen. You do need them to, to, you know, um, take action to obey, you know, when you give a, a command or anything like that. But you also realize that, that you too have to grow up. And I think that was the first time that, that I'd ever experienced, um, being a mentor or being, um, you, you know, a, a guide, you know, maybe at that point I really wasn't a mentor, but it made me seek out our platoon sergeant. His name was Sergeant Bourgeois. And to really start learning from him, you know, how to lead, how to direct people, you know, how to guide people. And then at the same time in my personal life, I had uh, a man named Roger Brooke in my life who was really teaching me, um, you know, how to be uh, a gentleman, how to be uh, preparing yourself, you know, to be married and everything before you are, like how you're going to treat your wife, how you're going to uh, treat others in this world um, and, and how it benefits everybody, you know, it only benefits you, but it benefits the people around you and, and, uh, kind of casts a ripple out. So I had these two men kind of at this formative period of my life, teaching me about life, you know, and about leadership. So that those two were really my first, I think, introduction to, you know, mentors and, um, they lasted, you know, in my life for uh, a pretty good time. Then I got out of the army and joined the National Guard. And when I joined the Guard, um, we actually deployed um, to Iraq. And while I was in Iraq, I had the uh, the craziest experience and everything. I actually ran a CrossFit gym in Iraq. You know, I was obviously doing um, other stuff as well, but they had CrossFit Slayer um, on, uh, Camp Slayer in Baghdad. And we were, um, the, the unit was, was stationed there. And because I was an L1 to be an official CrossFit gym, you had, they had to have an L1. So, you know, what, what was that? Well, it was basically, you know, showing up coaching, uh, and writing programming, you know, that's really all I was doing, you know, so I wasn't really running a gym or anything, but at the time I thought I was, <laughs> And that just really made me realize that this is what I wanted to do when I got home. So saved money, um, you know, through the deployment and everything, um, got home, uh, bought my first barbell and bumper plates. Um, I might've had some rings and, you know, a wall ball or whatever, and started in, in my basement, you know, just me working out down there. If a buddy wanted to come over, you know, I'd, I'd put him through the paces or whatever. And, uh, you know, my wife occasionally, and I started looking for a place, um, to open up and everything. And it was really, really difficult. And I got a huge break. Um, our CEO, uh, our commanding officer, um, of our company actually asked me if I wanted to open in the armory in Leesburg, Virginia. And he was totally fine with me still charging, um, uh, the, the guys, but he wanted me to give them, um, a discount, you know, basically I can space, I get a 
uh, huge space. I mean, it was probably 10,000 square feet. Um, and I got that at below market rate if I would give the guys uh, in the unit a discount. So to me, uh, that was a no-brainer. Uh, so got in there, bought a rig, got all the rest of the equipment and, and got started up, you know, and like I said, like for 10,000 square feet, we're paying like $2,000 a month. Like it was an absolute steal, you know? Wow. Um, uh, but one thing it really didn't get me was still that education, you know, like I was able to charge, um, you know, a pretty good rate. Yeah. We were discounting like everybody was, and I was, wasn't just discounting the, the soldiers. I was discounting everybody. Uh, you know, and if, if, if you had a pulse, I would figure out a reason to not charge you full price. Um, but it didn't hurt us because our bills were so low. Our expenses were so low. Um, I was coaching everything. We didn't have, you know, uh, uh, payroll. We didn't have, you know, all the stuff that, that you generally have. Um, so let me see, we were starting to look to buy a building, you know, I was like, okay, this is going really well. We got a lot of money in the bank. You know, I was paying myself, you know, uh, uh, decently, but I was working, you know, you know, 5am, 6am in the morning till eight o'clock at night you know, but I was still in that honeymoon phase where you just love it and everything. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's going to last forever. So the next step to me was let's buy a building, you know, and then I can charge myself rent, you know, also get this property and everything. So we start looking around and that was the first time I called coop. Um, and, and the way that kind of happened, uh, was it was kind of a strange um but fortunate set of events too i had uh regionals was over at george mason in um fairfax and uh john gilson was there and he was giving a free business seminar to anybody who wanted to to come to it so i was like well heck i'll i'll go to a free business seminar and you know he's talking about you know you know, the different factors that lead to, you know, CrossFit success and failures and, and you know, and membership, uh, uh, rates. And it was stuff like, you know, um, you know, square footage of your place per client and how many bathrooms do you have and parking and equipment and all of this that, you know, it was like, Oh man, you know, now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, uh, that makes perfect sense. It's so simple. But at the time I was like, I've never thought about the fact that I only have three parking spaces and that might affect, you know, how many yeah. members I can have. Um, so everybody else went off to regionals afterwards to go watch. And I just kind of stuck around and was uh, talking to John and we ended up, um, going to lunch, uh, together, hanging out for a couple of hours and everything. And, um, I was like, man, I think I need a business mentor. So um, I went to go sign up with his consulting firm at the time. It was, I think it was still under again, faster. And um, uh, he was booked. He wasn't taking any more clients at the time, you know, and, you know, I probably could have sent an email and been like, Hey man, we hung out, you know, would you be willing to take me on? He probably would, but for whatever reason, it just stopped me in my tracks. And instead I called Coop. And we get on the phone and everything. And, um, 
you know, I'm telling, he's asking me all the questions and everything. I'm like, yeah, I think our next thing is to buy a building. And, and Coop was like, yeah, it actually sounds like you're in a pretty good place to buy a building. And he was, I think he was buying his at the time, or maybe he was about to. So, uh, we kind of talked about that and everything. And, you know, we kind of got to the sign up portion and for whatever reason, I think I just felt like, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing as well as this guy. You know, so I'm, I'm just not going to, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's just keep playing this out. Let's keep seeing, uh, uh, what I can do on my own. And, um, at the same time I had, uh, finished my business degree. I have a bachelor's in business in small, uh, small, small business and entrepreneurship, which is, uh, kind of an interesting degree to have when you want to end up owning a small business and doing entrepreneurship. So, um, so we ended up uh, finding a building, started to buy it. Uh, we were getting through the process, and we got sued. We got sued by um, pretty much everybody in the building uh, for noise and everything else. They were just trying to get at us before the sale went through and everything, and it completely messed everything up. Um, I personally lost um, like over $50,000 in that deal. Uh, oh, wow. which was a massive hit on, on me because I had to back out and I lost a lot of money on that. And then paying for uh, upgrades to the building and, and, and different stuff like that. It was just a total, total disaster, which ended up making us close our doors. And we were actually closed for uh, two or three weeks before um, I found the, uh, just driving by, I found the building that we're in now, you know, and, and it hadn't even been listed yet. All it had was a for rent sign in, in the corner of the window. And, uh, you know, that turned out to be a huge blessing, you know, getting sued, even losing that money. It was a huge blessing, even though it was extremely stressful because the building that we're in now, uh, uh, we really, really grown loco. Um, but another, <laughs> catastrophe was waiting for me and um my uh noon coach um who who who's still a really good friend of mine and everything uh she actually left the gym to start her own and she took quite a few people with her and everything and that was really really tough um but she was forthright and she was honest and everything and it was just bad timing you know she had no idea all this was going to happen to me at the same time that she was planning on you know, on leaving and she came and she talked to me and, and, and all that. So, uh, like I said, we still remain really, really good friends and I'm, I'm fortunate to, to have known her and everything. Cause she really taught me what, um, what a joy girl is supposed to be. Like she really was that, that person. Um, so I've, I've always had, you know, that, that character, that trait to be like, let me measure this against this person. Mm-hmm. So she takes off, um, you know, man, I don't know how many people she took, you know, it's been a long time now, but it's probably 30, 40 people at that same time. So here we are, you know, I've just lost, you know, $50,000. We're going into this new building. Um, it needed to be, uh, uh, totally repaired. It was like exposed insulation and, uh, that was in tatters and hadn't been painted. I mean, it was a, old warehouse that had not been kept up 
you know, yeah. whatsoever. Um, uh, it, it was really bad. And my members were just looking at me like, <laughs> like, okay, Josh, how are you going to fix this? How are you going to get, turn this into a gym? So it took us, um, I want to say about another week or so before we were able to, uh, rip everything out, get, uh, uh, new insulation in, get the walls up, get it painted and then have our first class. And by the time we had done all of that, it looked like a gym. It looked great. And people were, were really excited again. Um, but this was the first time that I really had expenses. I really had payroll. Um, I had gotten so burned out through the process of, uh, buying a building, getting sued, running out with the tail between my legs, um, having a, a coach quit, take a bunch of members, and I was done. I was burnt out. So um, that's when I uh, went back and called Coop again. <laughs> hey, you remember the last time we talked? <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, it's all sideways. And I think by that point we were doing like six thousand, eight thousand dollars a month, and that's it. We were we were in a in, in a desperate situation where we needed to be making twice that. And yeah. um so he gave me the first things to do, you know, which was like set up one on one uh uh or number one, PT. We had never done PT, so he was like, Well, you're just gonna start doing it now. It's like, okay. And then one-on-one on-ramp or fundamentals or whatever you call it, basics, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to, to start every single person who comes through. So basically that gave us a revenue stream, a new revenue stream for any new person that came in. We were still trying to feed them to group, but it gave us something that we didn't have before. PT, which we didn't have before. And then uh, we really hit on specialty classes, um, and, and particularly around weightlifting, powerlifting, that kind of stuff that I was, uh, really good at, um, and that people are interested in it. You know, uh, generally after people have crossfitted for a while, they're very interested in getting stronger, you know, and we had a really good coach, coach Keith, um, who's my head coach, uh, who, uh, was also really good at gymnastics. So he's teaching, you know, uh, gymnastics seminars, all that kind of stuff. And we saw, um, I think it was, you know, March is when we started talking to Coop. April, we implemented a bunch of stuff. And by May, we had almost doubled our uh, monthly income. We were at like 16000 And then it was like June, July, August, we were up to like twenty k, you know. And then uh, it just kept going, you know. And, and pretty soon we're averaging thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars $35,000 a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, once we really hit that, we ended up taking over the second half of the building, building it out. Um, you know, expenses were still out of control and everything, even though we were, you know, making money now. Um, and, uh, sadly, like now I was getting paid less than when I was doing everything, which makes sense. You know, when you're doing everything, there's a whole lot more to draw from now when you're paying people, there's not. Yeah. And, and thankfully that's about the same time that Mike McCallowitz came into the scene, you know, and Coop had us all read profit first. I mean, it's been how many years ago, Greg, like three, four years now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that really revolutionized us and got me, um, to, to where I am today and where I am today, uh, it kind of gets to the point of me being asked as a mentor, um, 
was asking the question, well, what's next? What, what else can I do? And, um, the first thing that I did is I went on a journey of, of self-discovery sounds cliche and everything, but you know, it, it really is what happened. You know, I was very, um, governed by my emotions and everything and had a lot of leftover, you know, anger and anxiety from the military and everything else. And, you know, decided that really wasn't the person that I wanted to be. So I spent, um, a lot of time, you know, studying stoicism, you know, uh, I signed up for mentorship with Tony Robbins group, um, signed up, you know, for just about anything that I could kind of get my hands on, on like personal growth, growth and personal development. And, um, it's actually something Jeff Smith, one of our other mentors said to me, uh, right around that time. Um, he's like, you know, it sounds like we're on very similar paths or, you know, you're a couple of years behind where I was. Um, um, and, He's like, what you have to start thinking about or you have to start figuring out is, you know, who you want to be and then what's the gap? What do you need to learn? What do you need to change? What do you need to make different and start pinpointing those things? So left. uh, So we're coming up to the summit two years ago, I think it was. And through all of this, I'd been learning so much and so much about like personal change and all that, that Coop asked me to speak at the summit. So, um, uh, I got up there, you know, I was still just a gym owner, not a mentor yet. Um, and I talked about, you know, your life, your legacy, your vision, who do you want to be? Um, my mom had just died and what was it, you know, only like three weeks before that, you know, and it really puts everything into perspective for you when somebody dies and when they die so young and they're so close to you. Yeah. And it, definitely. And it just makes such a huge impact on you. And, um, you know, as I talked about that, you know, with everybody, I think it really struck a chord and I think it struck a chord through two brain, you know, of like, what can we be? <laughs> you know, as an organization, what can we be, how can we change the world, you know, and, and get a little bit more focused on our vision and get a little bit f- more focused on, on what we want to, to truly create in our lives. And, uh, I was sitting at the airport, um, heading back home and Coop just sent me a, a, a text and was like, Hey, do you want to be a mentor? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said, no, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got to kind of think about this. And, uh, I talked to Ken, um, and, uh, he was still with us at the time and everything. And I, I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I got other stuff to do and everything. And he was like, no, you have to be a mentor. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, you have to be here and you've got to, to, you know, share your values and share your story. And, and, you know, he's like, you can go back to loco and you can keep affecting, you know, the 200 people at your gym, or you can become a mentor. And if you take on, you know, 10 gyms, you're going to have, you know, and each one of those has 200. Now you're, you know, you're at, you know, 2000 people that you are, you know, influencing every single day. And I was like, man, I'd never thought about that. You know, it goes back to, 
you know, talking about the ripples again, you know, that I spoke about earlier, you know, with my first mentors in the army and, and in life, you know, Roger and certain bourgeois. And, and I realized like there is this cascading effect, this, this push that can keep going, you know, and, and, and that's one of the most important pieces of what we do, you know, is, is you start learning what we can actually create. You start learning, you know, not only can I, you know, fix your business, but by fixing your business, we're going to fix, you know, your relationships, your family, you know, and if we fix your family, then we're going to fix your friends. And if we fix your friends then that's going to pour out to your community. And if we fix your community, like I know it, it, it's a dream, but we might actually be able to fix the world. Yeah. You know, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I called Coop back and was like, yep, I'll do it. So, uh, started, uh, mentor training, got through mentor training and, um, in December of this year, uh, people have heard me t- tell this story before and everything that listened to our podcast, but, uh, the opportunity to move to Mississippi came, uh, we really dived into our systems, our processes, everything. And, um, I was able to leave the gym in the hands of, uh, Keith and Cynthia Sager. Uh, they are my GM and my head coach and they are amazing, absolutely wonderful, lovely people. Um, you know, that are now getting to kind of run the gym as their own, <laughs> uh, which is, which is just awesome to be able to leave that opportunity and everything for them. And I am sitting in, uh, uh, the Gulf, well, not in the Gulf of Mexico, but right next to the Gulf of Mexico right in Mississippi and just enjoyed a, uh, 60 degree Christmas where I was outside in shorts and, uh, in, in a t-shirt. <laughs> Do you now, I mean, from, from the beginning, I mean, from, from high school and and realizing everything you did, joining the military, um, and, and throughout this whole process, I mean, having losing 50 K is not, not something anyone would want to do, um, let alone kind of being able to walk away from it and, and continue, continue being motivated to still find another location to do everything. Do you feel like this has, uh, made you a better mentor? for others? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, uh, another little story I'll tell it real quick that I also went through was I started a second location during that time. And, um, I don't think about it very often because, uh, uh, it really was just not a success, but, um, you know, we started that second location and it too never turned a profit. It too, um, fell pretty miserably. Uh, so that was a whole other kind of aspect that, that kind of went wrong. And it was because we didn't have systems and processes really thought out yet. And we didn't have the right people running it. And, uh, I was not the person, you know, the leader that I needed to be uh, yet. So like when you say, does it, has this made me a better mentor? Has it made me a better person? Like, yes, absolutely. Like it has changed me, um, massively like it's hard to even explain the difference you know that that was very much controlled by you know my emotions it was very much uh, uh fiery you know angry you know you know jump off the handle happy and sad and uh, and everything else and from that to someone who's 
much more stoic, you know, um, thinks through things way more critically and strategically than I used to. Um, yeah, the, the, you'd, you'd almost have to have bring my wife on this podcast to talk about the differences. Now you've gotten a unique opportunity through two brain. You actually not only get to mentor others, but then you also get to mentor the, the new mentors coming into two brain and going through the process through that, through that process. Do you feel like you learn from these up and coming mentors along with your mentees that you mentor on a monthly basis? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, that piece was, was something that I never had even thought about, you know, it was how much I was going to learn from the people that I mentor my mentees, like, Oh my goodness gracious. Like every single day you learn, you know, uh, you know, new decision-making criteria, you learn, um, new ways to handle situations. And then you find yourself talking to the very next person on the call and you're giving them the advice that the person you were just talking to told you about. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I wouldn't, if this conversation had happened 20 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago, I wouldn't have even had this, this great advice to be able to give them, you know? So that's such an amazing thing, you know? And then these mentors uh, in training and everything, um, they're all tinkers, you know, and I think that's a very important piece to understand is, you know, in our founder, farmer, tinker, thief uh, model that every single one, new mentor uh, in training has has reached tinker status, you know, and, and what that means is, is that uh, they are at the place where they can choose, you know, to walk away from their business or, uh, you know, start uh, a multi-gym model or, you know, try to conquer some other thing like their systems, their processes, everything are so in place that, that they don't have to be in there, you know, 40 hours a week, 30 hours a week, even, you know, a lot of them are only there 20 hours a week and everything is running very, very smoothly. So they're looking for new opportunities. So they bring so much information. They bring so many strategies and tactics that they took to build out systems, processes, SOPs, you know, tracking metrics that they're using that uh, you haven't even thought about and everything, you know. So it's just mind-blowing, um, like, the how smart, how intelligent, how, you know, uh, resourceful, like, all of our, our mentees and our new mentors in training are. And I love to get to be at, like, that nexus, that hub where basically I get to talk to everybody, you know, it really is a, uh, a huge, um, man, I don't, I don't even know what the word is, uh, benefit or, or, or whatever to kind of get to be in that position. <laughs> so yeah. it's probably one of my favorite things in my job at two brain as a mentor, but also as the, uh, director of training. Agreed. It's a, it's a, almost like a, it, I think the word you're searching for like honor. Yes. Um, uh, it sounds like. absolutely. It is. It's such an honor. And if, if people, if somebody was looking for a mentor, whether they're going to two brain or not, um, and they're listening to this podcast, uh, what do you feel like people should look for in a mentor? Oh man, that is a great question. I was hoping you're going to just ask me, should people get mentoring? (laughs) (laughs) That would be the easy question. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Um, So I think 
what you look for in a mentor, um, there's a few things, you know, I think you kind of need to identify like what area in your life do you need a mentor? You know, if it's business, then I think that you need to look at, you know, is the model that they propose is the model that they kind of talk about and everything in line with your values. I think it has to start with your values first, you know, because if it doesn't, then you're probably not going to do what they say. And you're kind of, you're probably going to kind of get into, um, uh, a situation where you're not really taking action. You're not doing what they say. So it's not beneficial. Now, if they do align, you know, um, you know, two brains, biggest value is, or, uh, yeah, value is help first. Mm -hmm. So if you're of that same mindset, then it's pretty simple. Okay. They, their mindset is help first. My mindset is help first. So let's see what this relationship is going to be about. Um, you know, let's say it's outside of business, you know, um, I have a financial mentor right now. I'm working with, um, a group called wealth factory, um, to, to basically raise my financial, uh, uh, literacy and, and all that. And they, uh, their main value is help first. (laughs) It's the, Oh really? Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't say it in, in the same uh, in the same words and everything, but that's what it is. They give tons and tons of help for free, you know, before they've ever asked you, you know, just like two brain does, you know, and it's, it's, it's massive. You know, I could have gone with a normal financial planner. I could have gone with, you know, anybody like that, but I knew that I really wanted the, the information and the knowledge for myself. You know, I wanted to understand how, financial literacy really works. I want to understand how, you know, uh, uh, you know, stock markets and, uh, life insurance policies and real estate opportunities and all of that works. So I went out and found somebody whose values matched my own. I found that wealth factory and then basically joined their financial literacy program, you know, and it works a lot like two brain. Uh, we have, they have modules, uh, and then I'll do a, a group call every month and then I'll have a call with my mentor every month to talk over, you know, uh, what I've been learning in the modules, but then also where do I need to take action in my life? So there's, uh, another mentoring service that I use. And then, um, uh, personally, uh, uh for me and my wife and, and family, I have a life coach as well, you know? So not only do I have a two brain mentor, you know, that, that I use, um, I kind of switch between, uh, uh, Jeff Smith a lot. I use him cause, uh, and then I'll talk randomly to, to whomever has kind of put information out on a podcast or whatever else, um, you know, to, just to get to know everybody and, and kind of use them for their strengths. But I also have this financial mentor and I've got, you know, a, uh, a life coach, or I guess you could call it like a marriage counselor slash mentor as well, you know, and picking her was seeing that again, that we had values alignment, that, uh, we we're going to come at problems the same way that we cared about, uh, families in much the same way. So I think, you know, the question was, how do you pick a mentor? Or what do you seek out in them? I think, that's where it starts. It starts with your values. Now, the follow-up question I always ask is if somebody is again, in search of a mentor, uh, 
what's one thing you would tell them if they were thinking about getting a mentor? Um, yeah, I would just tell them, you know, do your homework on them, read, you know, if they've wrote a book, uh, wrote a book, read it. You know, if they have been, you know, writing blog posts and everything, read it, try to get to understand this person, um, a little bit more, you know, don't just, uh, don't just dive in, you know, like, Oh, well they mentor businesses. So I'm going to join their group. No, like do your homework, find out that they're a fit, you know, and then hire somebody and then absolutely hire somebody. Don't, don't not do that. It was the the best decision that I ever made. You know, even if it did take me, you know, two phone calls to Chris. (laughs) (laughs) No, exactly. I would agree with that. Well, Josh, thank you so much uh, for being able to jump on Two Brain Radios, the mentor series. Uh, if somebody wants to reach out and contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, you can email me at josh.price at twobrainbusiness.com um, or uh, schedule a free call with our, with our, uh, uh, our mentor team. And I think both of those ways are great ways to get a hold of me. Perfect. Awesome. Again, thank you so much, Josh. We greatly appreciate you and your time and uh, everything that you do for Two Brain and and the world, really. Thank you, Greg. I love being on here today. Such an honor. Thank you for um, inviting me to do this. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do drop a like to the episode, share with a friend. And if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on how, what you think. If you hated it, let us know if you loved it even better. See you guys later.